Okay. Okay. You guys know when you get in that mode and you're just like, I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to tidy the entire house. <laughs> I'm going to stop speeding in my car forever. I'm just done. I'm done with it forever. It's over. It's done. That, that part of my life is behind me. Um, I'm going to start try and start saving money. I'm going to start praying and reading the Bible every single day. I'm going to so on and so forth. Am I right? You get in that, you get in that mode, you're just like, you're just motivated, you're seeing clearly, you see what you want and you just go after it. And then maybe a couple of weeks pass and it's stopped. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Does everyone else like relate to that? It's just like, you, you can start, but you can't finish it. And this is different to what I'm saying about the perseverance talk. What I'm talking about here is consistency. How do I, how do I make it so that I can have the same mindset that I had on, the, on day one how can I have that same mindset day after day after day after day? Because the mindset is what got you started and then the mindset seems to fade. Has anyone else experienced that? Yeah. I reckon Iggy, like, I feel like if I was in, a, in an African uh, mission school place for like three months, I'd just be like, man, I'd be so in it in my mind because I'd be like, Everyone's talking about Jesus every single day. We're worshiping Jesus every single day. We're learning about Jesus every single day. I'd be so in it, but I feel like me personally, not saying this for you, but if I came back, I reckon I'd slowly but surely just get back into the normal rhythm of Sydney life, working nine to five, paying the bills, trying to stay alive. You know what I mean? And, and, you, and you, ha you know you have that potential for that consistent Jesus mindset but it does seem to fade over time. Has anyone ex experienced that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah? How about even after Monday nights, right? You feel good because it's teaching night and I've, <laughs> I've, I've forced the Jesus mindset on you, but slowly, maybe by Wednesday, you're just like back to your normal, just like, oh yeah, just life, just living a new life, going to, doing work, eat food. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying? Okay, good. It's not just me. Okay, this is what happens. Life will always consistently try and pull you back into the normal flow of the world. Like there, there is a flow of the normal, the normal Sydney life, the normal whatever life. Like if you go to a different you know, part of the world, it'll be a different normal life. And you'll get sucked into that too, 100%. <laughs> Unless you know how to st keep that mind in amongst everyone else thinking a different way and living a different way. Um, imagine it's like there's a constant flow of, of water. Like it's not that strong, but it's consistent. And if you're swimming against it, you know, you can beat it. You can actually beat this thing. Like you can swim against it and you can make some distance. But eventually you get tired and eventually you're just like, oh, hang on, I'm not getting really anywhere. And then you start giving up and just slowly start slowing down. And then you just stop and you just drift straight back with everyone else. <laughs> So that's, that's what I'm talking about. There's a normal flow of life. There's a normal thinking of the world. And you will, you will get pulled back into it unless you know how to keep the mindset that you had on day one, when you had that motivation, when you had that perspective from the very beginning. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, that, that stream is never going to stop, by the way. You'll, you'll, that's, that's like a, there's, a, there's resistance. You know what I mean? When you, have, when you, when you say, I'm going to follow Jesus, you've immediately entered into a stream of resistance and that resistance will never stop. Sometimes it'll intensify, sometimes it'll be weaker, but it will never, ever stop. It'll never let you go. Um, you're going to face this the rest of your life. 
Um, now, I'm not saying that, you know, Tuesday comes, teaching night's over, and you're just like back living like the world. Maybe some of you are, hopefully you're not. But I reckon what probably happens, and this is what happens to me, this is why I'm speaking about this, is that you probably don't live 100% like you'd want to. Does that make sense? Like, you're not fully back in the world living exactly like everyone else, but then again, you're not fully living like exactly how you want to live, like when you feel you have that clarity of mind, that perspective on your life, on Jesus, on everything. Um, that's what I'm talking about. So if someone could give me a pill that would just like solve that problem, I would take that pill. Because that's a big problem for me. Like, it, honestly, even yesterday, yesterday, how fresh is that? Yesterday. <laughs> And I, I, preached, I preached this stuff all the time and I'm thinking about it all the time and I have sermons in my earphones every single day, legit, at work. I'm just like blasting stuff every single day. I'm trying to keep that perspective. But even yesterday, yesterday, I'm just like, I wasn't even thinking Jesus. I wasn't even thinking life. I wasn't even thinking love. I was just like, I was just out of it. I was like, how did I get here? Do you guys have that perspective, where, like that, that moment where you just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. How the heck did I get here in my mind? Like six hours ago, I was praising and loving Jesus and talking to people and just like loving life and had such a good perspective on life. And now I'm just like, oh, what am I thinking about? I'm just thinking about nothing. You guys know what I'm saying? I legit face this, I, I legit face this issue every single week. Um, I find it very easy to slip back into normal, unpassionate thinking. That, that's, that for me is the issue. Normal, unpassionate thinking. There's like a normal default level of me living in this world and it's so easy for me to just go do, 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 back into that. <laughs> um, I actually find that I personally have to constantly have stuff plugged into my ears, like preaching truth to me, for me to even stay at like this like level that I want to stay at. And sometimes I can't even get to that level by, by listening. It doesn't, it's not doing it for me. You guys know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Anyone else experience that? It's like, I just want to get to that place where I know I, I know I can be with Jesus, but I just can't get there right now. And I'm, gonna, I'm trying to find the right sermon, but it's just not hitting it. <laughs> um, what, what, what I want is, I want to live in unendingly passionate Jesus mentality all the time. I want to think about him and praise him with every thought and every breath. I want to see everyone in the whole world through the eyes of God. I want to filter everything through heaven. And I want to know how much higher I am than the forces that come against me. But I forget. But I forget. <laughs> or I lose focus or something like that. It's, it's one of those two. I, I honestly don't know what it is. Um, yes. Okay, who else has that issue and wants to get out of it? Please say everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone, good, 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 good. Um, <clears throat> who wants to have these things too, but you don't know how to get there? Because that's, that's been my issue. So I, I don't know how to get there. Like I, I'm doing the best that I can, doing. <laughs> doing the best that I can, plugging everything into my ears, you know what I mean? Trying to stay in the Word, trying to pray. Come on, God, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. Sometimes it doesn't work. Um, who wants to have relentless Jesus focus and Jesus mentality all day, every day? Like, even when, yeah, that's good. That's good, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Audience participation. I love it. Um, imagine, like, you know, you're at work or you're at school or home or something like that and just bad stuff's happening. And imagine yourself in that situation where it's just, like, the worst of the worst and you, just, and you can just picture yourself with just, like, Jesus in your, in your, in your mind. That's where I want to be. Just, like... 
your everything that's happening to you and around you and like you know at you right now is like being filtered through this Jesus mindset that's where I want to be so often I just don't I snap back to the flesh I snap back to my normal self I snap back to who I used to be and it's frustrating oh yeah hmm. now the thing is you guys know Jesus walked through life like this, so it has been done. <laughs> That's the thing. You might think like, you know, like, like this can't be done, Nath. Like, everyone's just going to always default back to their normal. But the thing is, Jesus didn't. He had this, like, ridiculously heaven perspective all the time. He would talk about things and no one around him understood a single word he was saying sometimes. He'd be like... The Father, is me. the Father is in me and I'm in the Father and I come from the Father and the Father has sent me and people are just like, what are you talking about, bro? But he's just living in this other world in his mind. And he wasn't like so heavenly minded that he was no earthly good. He was so heavenly minded he was the most earthly good that you could possibly be. Jesus Christ, the human being, was the most impacting human in history. No one, no one disagrees with that. Even if you don't believe he was God, no one disagrees with that. He was the most impacting. He had a way of influencing and inspiring people like no one had ever done before. Um, he, he had, and honestly, I, I would call that, I mean, I would say that's from his mind. He said, he knew what to set his mind on. And when he set his mind on that, he knew what would follow. Because here's what happens. Beliefs are the, are the core center of who you are. And thoughts in your mind follow your beliefs. And then your actions follow your thoughts. And then your life follows your actions. You know what I'm saying? Starts with belief, ends in a life manifested. <laughs> beliefs to thoughts, thoughts to actions, actions to life. What you settle in your mind, what you settle in your heart about this world, about everyone around you, about who you are, about who God is, about what your purpose is, all that sort of stuff, that's your beliefs. What you settle about that, that will infect, uh, sorry, impact your thoughts. <laughs> that will impact your thoughts. That will impact your actions. That will impact your life. Now, Jesus had settled things in his heart that he was never going to let go of. For example, I am the son of God. <laughs> no one agreed with that. <laughs> For the first 30 years of his life, probably there's not much evidence of that. But he'd settled it. That's how he viewed everything. He had settled that. He made a decision. I am the son of God. I mean, sorry, I am the son of God, <laughs> sent from heaven. And that impacted, impacted his thoughts, that impacted his actions, that impacted his life, and the life impacted the whole world. <laughs> well, actually, it mostly impacted 12 guys who then impacted 12 other guys, impacted 12 other guys, impacted the whole world. And that's why you're sitting in this room today. <laughs> Craziness. Okay, I usually don't do this, but we're going to do it tonight. We're just going to go through a whole passage of scripture. Um, Colossians chapter 3, please. Side note, but I like listening to the audio Bible every now and then, but then I realize I really don't like most of the audio Bible recordings that have ever been recorded in the history of... Zondervan? Yeah. I mean, some of them are not bad, but they're not cool. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, do you really believe what you're saying, bro? Do you know what I mean? Like, I want like someone that's like, just like yelling it at me. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, like, yeah. Like sometimes I've heard people read the Bible so passionately. I'm just like, oh, 
because they believe it and it's yeah. just like it's hitting me anyway this is completely off topic <laughs> but i found this app called street lights and it's this um hip-hop audio bible with like mad hip-hop um back yeah it's so cool backing tracks and like these hip-hop artists are recording over the top they're not like necessarily rapping but they're saying it like how hip-hop like people speak you know what i mean what's it called Nick? uh street lights it's mad and so i've had the book of colossians on repeat while i've been at the gym like past couple of weeks just be going over and over and over again it's awesome it's so good so that's God started like pointing things out to me in this particular chapter from Colossians. And so that's how we got here. It's free. Yeah. But they don't have the whole Bible, only, only most of the New Testament, which is, that's what you want anyway. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Legit. I know. Heretic right here. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, you want the whole thing. Okay, um, Colossians chapter 3. We're pretty much just going to go straight through this whole passage tonight. And um, I hope it's going to help solve this issue of like how to be consistent. So, let's read verse 1 to 4. Okay. If then you have been raised with Christ. This passage is ridiculous, by the way. Especially these first four verses. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Maybe those, those verses are bigger to me than they are to you, but I've heard them over and over again the past few weeks, and they are so big to me. Um, okay. Point number one, if you guys are taking point, uh, notes. Point number one, it always, it always starts with identity. It always starts with identity. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. The way Paul writes most of his letters is... Identity, theology, Christ did this, God did this, he disowned the powers and the rulers, he, he seated you up here, you're now this, you're now that, you were this, but you're not that anymore, he's done this, he's done that. Oh, and by the way, be really nice to your wife, treat your kids really well, and be a good worker. <laughs> it's always that order. This is who you are, this is everything about you, this is your current reality, and by the way, this is how it looks in your physical life on the earth. So as if you swap those two and you go, treat your kids like this, treat your wife like this, be a good worker, da 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 Oh, and by the way, here's some theology. That's religion. <laughs> That's the law. So if you, start, if you start with the do, you're going to start doing to try and be. But Paul goes, no, 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 no. You are. You are this, 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 this. By the way, what that looks like is this. So do it. <laughs> that makes sense so point number one it always starts with identity I, I probably have said this like a hundred thousand times at teaching night but I'm going to keep on saying it until it becomes really really real because you cannot go too far with this topic I promise you knowing who you are in Jesus no you cannot go too far with that um, <clears throat> okay it is not just that Christ is in heaven and we are on earth that is the traditional Christian view god is far 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 away and we're just measly humans down here on this planet called earth one day 
he's going to come back, he's going to pick us up, and he's going to take us home. Then we'll be together. But right now, sorry, that's not the case. The Bible does not say that. <laughs> the Bible actually says that, but it also says the opposite. It says we are currently in heaven and he is here on earth. So, for example, Galatians 2.20 is now no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So, I'm not even, guys, I'm not even living. This is not Nath. This is Christ. That's what the Bible says. And you believe that? I don't live anymore. Sorry. That guy's dead. Christ lives in me. I'm actually seated with him in the heavenly places. Ephesians 2, I think it is. Ephesians 2, 6. Seated with him, raised and seated with him in the heavenly places. With him right now. See, it's not just this traditional view, God's in heaven and we're on earth. And we pray and say, God, please release some of heaven down to us measly humans down here. No, you're with him. And so when you speak, you, you actually are joined with him. You're seated with him. How crazy is that? You're seated with him. One in spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6 says, one in spirit with the Lord. So when you speak, he speaks. When he speaks, you speak. As long as you remain in him, you are united. You, you can't overstate this. You are united with God. <laughs> it's not enough to say, oh, now we're in right relationship with God. No, that's not enough. You are united with him. Check out these verses, right? So given what I just said, if then, this is verse one, if then you have been raised, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is. So the Bible says, when Christ died, you died. And when Christ was raised, you were raised. And when Christ was seated, you were seated. So where are you? With Christ. Where is he? Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. But especially in this, in this verse, he's seated. Raised and seated. So, what does it say? So, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Which means seek the things of heaven. Go after the things of heaven. Go after the glory of heaven. Go after the, the treasures of heaven. Go after the, the, the heaven lifestyle. That's where, that's where you are right now. Does that make sense? Kathy, are you going to say something? Yeah, just that my translation says that, and I, I think it sounds beautiful. It says, set your heart Ooh. on things above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Because it's all about the heart. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, seek the things that are above. Um, And also, verse 3, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So where is your life? Where is your life, anyone? Hidden with Christ. This is with Christ again. Why? Oh, because you died. See, the, the language that the, the Bible uses to describe you is not the language we use to describe ourselves. Mm. We go, yeah, I'm trying, I'm getting there. Slowly, bit by bit, I'm working it out. I was like, bro, you, you, you dead. <laughs> you're with Christ. <laughs> Your life's hidden. You know, if, it mean, if you're hidden, that means you can't be found. Who's looking for you? The lion who's roaming across the whole earth looking for whom he may devour, but he can't find you. 
because you're with Christ and he's terrified of Christ. <laughs> and when he sees you, who does he see? Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because your life's with him. And his life's with you. These, these are just Bible verses. And I'm just saying them. And I'm just saying I believe them. That's it. <laughs> this is who you are, guys. Um, picture yourself. Okay, this, this is crazy right now. But actually, close your eyes. Give me 20 seconds here. <laughs> picture yourself seated with God in heaven right now. You are seated with Him, one in spirit with Him. Your life is hidden with Him. He lives in you, you live in Him. You're seated with Him in heaven. You know seats, you, can, you guys can open your eyes. How much does that just break a lot of church theology? You picturing that. It breaks everything. It stops this. God, please, please. You won't, you won't do that if you see yourself like that. You actually start speaking his words. <laughs> I shared this with you guys a few months ago, but 1 Peter 4, 11, I think it is. It says, let anyone who speaks, speak as though he's speaking the exact words of God. See, that, that breaks lots of church rules. You can't say that, but that's a Bible verse, <laughs> for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> you know, seated, the word seated is actually in the past tense. <laughs> Past tense, you were raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. It's past tense. So your life is just learning what he's done. That's it. That's, it. That's your life, learning what he's done. I'm going to get there in a second. Yeah, exactly. He's already done it. I'm going to get there in a second, but there's a verse down here that says exactly what I want it to say. <laughs> verse 10. And having put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Being renewed in knowledge. So as you learn about what Christ has done, you are renewed. What verse is that? Uh, verse 10. So uh, chapter 3, verse 10. Oh, yeah. As you learn. So it's just knowledge. As it comes to you, you go, are you serious? That's me. What? I, I don't, I've not experienced that. But if you believe it, you receive it and go, no, that is me. He said it. It's right here. Jesus. You're renewed. Your mind's renewed and you start thinking like someone who lives in heaven, not someone who lives on earth and is trying to fight against the flow of earth. So that's how we think. Anyway. Can you please repeat what you said about your, your life finds out, or no, what was it? I just, that was a maybe on a write down. Past tense. Oh. Past tense. Um, your life's trying to find, find out yeah. something. Your, your whole life is just finding out what he has done. I think I said something like that. Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is something like that, yeah. Yeah. Your whole life is just coming into awareness. That's a really good word. Awareness <laughs> of what has happened in the past. So you're not trying to get God to give you something. You're understanding he has gifted to do all things. Yeah. And that's why it's faith, not works. Because faith is a perspective on the grace of God and works is, God, I'm trying to get you to do something. You know what I mean? Um, Jesus. Okay. Okay. 
The reason why I start with identity and we always start with identity is because it's the only possible way to avoid religion and to avoid the law. It is the... <laughs> I think they're just laughing at you, bro. <laughs> Here you go. There's a pillow. Thanks, Kathy. She's so hospitable. <laughs> um, the reason we start with identity is because it's... I promise you, it is the only possible way that you can avoid religion and the trap of religion and the, and the cycle of death that I talked about last week and the law is that you know who you are. You must first see who you are before you do, otherwise you will try and earn or work towards your identity by doing the things that you're told to do. You are told to do things, but it's not because you're supposed to measure up to this standard. You're supposed to do them because that's who you actually are. You know what I mean? If I, if I was a king, and I took off all my robes and I went and just like sat in the street and started begging, you'd be like, what are you doing? You're the king. You're supposed to go and rule and love people and listen to them and create an, a good society. But I'm living inauthentic to my actual identity by choosing to do something else that's outside of who I am. You know what I mean? That's works. That's religion. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No, don't try and do to be. That, is, that honestly is death. Life, life is to see who you are in the Spirit, in Jesus, in heaven, and to live from that place knowing that's your true identity. A righteous, holy, blameless, washed Son of God that's been united with Him in Spirit. That is who you are. And you must live like it. Because living inauthentic to who you actually are that's the silliest thing ever. What a waste of life. You know what I mean? You know when you see someone that's just, they're trying to do something that's just not them? It's just like, what are you doing, bro? You're just putting on this mask, this facade. Be yourself. Be you. You know what I mean? That's all the Bible is trying to get you to do. Be you. And people have bucked at the idea of religion for so long because it's just like, it makes me, they're trying to make, they're trying to make me conform to this you know, image that I don't want to be. Yeah, a lot of churches are trying to make you do that. A lot of religions are trying to make you do that. And that sucks. But true Christianity is trying to get you to be you. Truly you. You just don't know who you are. Wow. Jesus. As an example of doing this, a son born into a family, if he grew up and was, unless say he's a 10-year-old now, and he started trying to do things around the house so he could keep his spot in the family, that's, what, that's how silly religion is. Because let's say it's a really good family with really loving parents. They'd be like, what are you doing? You have a spot here forever. Are you kidding? Mm. You can't earn the spot. <laughs> and you can't do anything to get yourself kicked out of it. You're just in it. So just receive it. And the kid's like, no, 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 I have to, I have to, I have to do it. I have to earn it. That's what we do. And we try and go, but God, what am I supposed to be doing? He's like, rest in me. Believe in me. What does the work what does the work God requires? To believe in the one he has sent. That's it. That's it. Jesus. <sighs> you like that one? <laughs> Jesus, is Jesus is king. Thanks, Jess. I'm glad you're learning something. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Power repetition, baby. <laughs> okay. Okay. My point, my first point of this original point, if some of you are struggling to keep consistency in your life. A huge reason is maybe because you don't truly know who you are. And so 
okay, this is what people will do. This is not true of just like spirituality and whatever. This is true of life. You will always strive to live authentic to the image you have of yourself in your mind. You will always do that. There is a pain that comes when you live inauthentic to yourself. So the image of yourself, if you consider yourself like, you know, a pushover, or if you can consider yourself like someone who's weak or you just like someone who's struggling or someone who's down, someone who just can't get it right, it's just not very smart, that's how you're going to live. 100%. This is not spirituality right now. This is just science. Mm. How you view yourself is how you live. On, on the opposite side of things, how you view yourself in terms of in heaven, imagine if you just you walked around every single day viewing yourself as in heaven right now with God. How do you think you're going to live? You're going to live like heaven on earth. What does Jesus pray? Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your will be done on earth, earth, as it is in heaven. So whatever heaven is like, Jesus goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab that and bring that here. And he said, pray that every day. Give us today our daily bread, right? It's a daily prayer. <laughs> Make that here. Why? Because you're there. You think you're here, but you're truly there. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's easier for us to picture ourselves being like He wants, how, like He created us to be, because we all see heaven as something that's amazing. Yeah, that's it. So much, so much of your heart, like your natural desires, they're only going to find fulfillment in that place. And that's how you're designed. Like you're designed, you're designed with an eternal heart. So is it any wonder you're not satisfied with the things of this earth? Because nothing here is eternal. You know what I mean? Except for you, you're eternal. But nothing else is. <laughs> um, if, you, if, you, if you feel like as I'm speaking this stuff, you don't really know who you are, then this is your take-home point for tonight. You can, you, know, you can take home other stuff if you want, but this is your big thing. You got to take home this. Um, take it, dwell on it, believe it, and start living from that place. Some of you are tired and worn out because you're still, you are still trying to be by doing rather than slowing down and saying, I am, pause, and therefore I do. That's rest. Know who you are, soak and marinate in it until you are fully convinced you are one spirit with the Lord and no longer a sinner, but a son. I legit am going to say this every single week until you truly see who you are in Christ and then you decide. See, there's a decision here for you to make. You decide, no, that's it, done, that's who I am, settled. I'm no longer a sinner, I'm a son, I'm a daughter, done. You settle it in your heart, and then the, the case is closed. Done. Move on. You settle it. You decide. You choose. Now, this is my primary identity. This is who I am. Okay. I'm going to read verse 4 one more time. Um, when Christ, who is your life, appears... Oh, my gosh. Then you will also appear with Him in glory. Really think about that for a second. When Christ, who is, in, is, is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Why? Because your life is with Him. 
when Christ, who is your life. What's your life? Christ. Christ. That's my life. No buts. No ifs. No maybes. No doubts. That's it. That's who I am. It's settled. I'm with Him. We think when He comes, we're going to be like, Oh, God, thank you. You finally came back and arrived and <laughs> here to take me back. No, no, no. You're, gonna, you're coming with Him. You're, you're with Him right now. Your spirit's with Him. Isn't that what it says? When, you, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Why? Because you're with Him right now. I know, the Bible's crazy. It's just becoming aware of what's done. So this was done 2,000 years ago. We just didn't know about it until now. And now you know, so now you can live from that place. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Point number two. Seek and set. Seek and set. First, verse one and two again. I'm going to read them again. If, yo, yo. Yeah. Can you just like expand what it means that Christ is our life? Verse 4, it says, when Christ who, in my mind, says, when Christ who is our life. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. I feel like it can mean so many things. And I think it does mean so many things. Like, there's so many verses on the union between you and Christ. And I think that's what it's talking about. Like, I don't know, I haven't studied specifically what that verse means. I just think that it means that I'm one with him, he's one with me, he's in me, I'm in him, I'm up there, he's down here, he's down here, I'm up there. I mean, the opposite, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then that's my life because I'm joined with him. So he, whatever he has is mine. And that's like, that's a definition of a covenant, right? Everything I have, I give to you and everything you have, you give to me. That's marriage, that's what marriage represents. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same with, with God, who's like married to us in spirit, is that everything he has, that's our life. And everything we are, we give to him. That's why you can't do half-hearted, like loose Christianity. It doesn't work that way. You have to be fully in or you're not in at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's answering your yeah, question. Like yeah. yeah, it's mind-boggling, hey? Because it, yeah, that makes sense as well. Because before it's talking about union in verse one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything that happened to Jesus happened to you. That's yeah. the point. He died, you died. He was raised, you were raised. He's seated, you're seated. And now your life's in him, and he, his life's in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's all right. Kathy? Um, just something that I was told really long ago too, and that when you make your decision to be in him, you have to be fully in him. You can't be on the fence, because that fence is owned by Satan. Yeah, 100%. Wow. That's exactly right. That's why you have to be 100% in here. 100%. But you can't park at marriage. You, you, can't, you, you can't, can't what? You can't be like, if someone's like, will you marry me? You can't be like, oh, like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you half my life. <laughs> I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'll give you 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. It's either you're in or you're out. That's it. Yeah. And then that, that's why you need to make that decision. I am in. And once you've made that decision, I reckon that's the hard part. Once you've made the decision, everything else just seems to flow from that place because it's like, oh, he, he, that, that's, that's the kind of life he's looking for. He's looking for someone who's fully surrendered and he can just pour himself through that person and, and bless that person. And Because you're, you're, you're actually, okay, th this is, 
This is slightly off topic, but slightly on topic as well. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I always struggled to understand why God requires faith. Like, why is it that he chose that one thing? And I don't fully know the answer, but I know, I, this is what I partially know, is that if I say, as an example, um, I'm bad thinking of examples on the spot. What do I do this to myself? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jesus, help me. Okay, let's just say, Okay, let's just say Amber's come up to me, my wife, and she says, do you like this, um, I don't know, let's say we're painting the house, and she goes, do you like this color? And I go, yeah, I like that color. But in my heart, I'm like, mm, I probably wouldn't pick that. My yeah's not a yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, what just happened, doesn't exist within God. Does that make sense? God can never say, yeah. It doesn't, it, there's no part of his character that says that ever. You read the Bible and it's just like so ridiculously black and white. It's yeah. like extreme. So I think what that is, is, is to do with faith, if that makes sense. Because faith is what your heart is set on, what you're fully, what you've, what you've fully settled on, and then, you, and then you speak and you live from that place. Whereas we're, if we're jumping around, not really sure, maybe he does heal, maybe he doesn't heal, Maybe he will, maybe he won't, maybe he will bless me, maybe he won't. See, that, that's not part of God's character. So that's why he requires faith. Because the, the, faith, faith and belief is the deepest level of your heart. The very, very deepest core thing. So if you're saying and speaking and living one thing, but believing another, then of course it doesn't work. Because it's not part of God's character. I don't know how we got this. How do we get onto this topic? <laughs> Did someone ask me a question or something? Or? No, that's yeah. more like a um, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about why God chose the system of yeah. faith and grace. Like yeah, but why did I start talking about that again? This is semi-related, but semi-not. Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to deal with something, but anyway, okay. hopefully it makes sense what I said. So, like, yeah. if God's black and white, yeah. I'm going to use that example. Yeah. It's like, so, you're the painter and you're asking God about colour. Mm. And, like, say you go, like, you're painting orange or something. And you're like, all right, Dad, do you like this colour? And God's like, so like, if, if you're in God, like, all right, so just imagine this is God's mind. This is a mess, but let's just try. No, no, that's all right. I hear <laughs> so you. If he's the, so in his mind, he wants you to go orange, but a different shade. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, and, he, and almost like if he tells you, you know, you can't, it's like, yes, no. Do you know what I mean? Sure. He's like, he's like, yes, but is that not? Okay, so... There's a question in this, right? No, no, no. <laughs> my, 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 the reason I brought that example up was to talk about when we speak something but don't believe it in our hearts. Oh, so right. that example cannot possibly work for God because it's not an issue of right or wrong. Right. It's an issue of uh, creativity and choice. Right. And so... But what about like in your life? Like, so for me, if I'm, let's say, career or something, and I think I'm going something that where God wants me to be or yep. something like yep. that, and then... Um, he wants me to be in that field, but not in the job I'm in, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, same thing in going in faith in your choices mm. as what he wants for his ministry for you. Do you understand? Yeah. So, what's what's the question there? Is it like um, because you can only answer yes or no? Are you well, struggling like if he's to black and white? I guess my question's like, you know, for my for anyone's heart, like trying to pursue what he wants for you yeah. and what you want for his kingdom, like and living as Jesus would walk. And you're unsure in something in God giving you like the answer. Can it really just be like, wait, no, I don't know if I have a question now. 
Like, I feel yeah. like I had a question and now I don't really know. Yeah, I, I think you were trying to say, like, how can he say, like, how can he answer a question to you that's, like, absolute, but... It's not... It's not yeah. yeah, but, but what, the thing is, it wasn't an absolute answer because it's always, like, a something else you sure. want to say. Yeah. Is that kind of what you... Yeah, sort of, I guess, like, if he's black and white and he's like, all right, this is either where I want you or not where I want you. Yeah. And you're, like, trying to make the choice that um, puts you in the position where it is where he wants you. Trying to, like, make sure... Yeah, it's like... You know how it says, like, anything which is sin to man is sin? Like, even if it's not the word kind of thing. Wait, I'm making zero sense, but is anyone with no, me? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you, you don't want to sin in I that sense? I, I was... She's sort of talking about things that is not pertaining to sin and holiness, and it's just lifestyle choices. Yeah. yeah. As what do you want to paint today? Yeah. Or what clothes do you want to wear today? Or where do you want to live? Or... And she's yeah. asking how God in being a yes or no God which is yes or no in regards to sin and in regards to following Christ and stuff like that. But as far as those lifestyle, yeah. creative, Things, yeah. heart desire yeah. choices, yeah. is she saying, does that yes or no thing apply to that? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that's what I was saying, is that they're completely different things. Different yeah. Things. yeah, because um, that how I would process the kind of lifestyle things is that I would go, um, like, the way I kind of view these things is, these things are, I have a green light from God to go and do whatever I want to do as long as it's within his will as in like his uh, desire for life I'm not doing I'm not sinning or doing yeah, anything yeah. wrong with it yeah. so if I want to do something and it's a pure hard desire then I've got a green light to go ahead and do it yeah. but he can come in and say Nate it's actually better if you go this way and I can go cool I'm gonna go that yeah, way right. that's being spirit-led do you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. but to go God I don't know what I'm gonna do should I live here or live there he's like why don't you make a decision yeah, so you know he's I mean? like that then? Yeah, 100%. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, but because I, I, I th- the thing is, I, I think what you're saying is you have the potential to get caught up on what if I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or more so, like if I'm going to choose like, this is so random, but like two houses or something in that metaphor, mm-hmm. and I really just at the end of the day want to do whatever's going to be better for his ministry if yeah. I want to walk completely like Jesus, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like there is one that's the better option. Yeah. So that's where I always get caught going like, all right, you're letting me choose, but... Also, I just want to do what you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but the one that he loves... Is the, the one I love. Is the one that... Yeah, because you go, you like, you sit and you're like, God, I want to hear your voice and if you want to say, but he sees up to a heart. That's right. And then anything that, like, faith is, like, the way to please God and anything that does not pertain from faith is sin. So it's like, faith is like, he just frosts on that. And so then you're like... <laughs> you, you want to just, like, hear his voice. And you feel like, you're like, oh, I don't 100% know, but, but then you just feel like more inclined to one. Then you just stand in faith for yeah, that right. one. And that's the one. Right. That's Because it's like neither of them, it's not like you're like sinning going against God. Yeah. yeah. There's no wrong decision. But if he's yeah. like, you're, you feel inclined to this one, it's like, well, then it's yeah. probably a good thing. And then, it, and then now you can put your faith there. And then he's like, you're already, yeah. you've already so even if it wasn't the option I was just putting faith in like in God before yeah. you even chose you already put your faith in him so you already yeah that's awesome yeah he knows your heart and he works with your heart and he hears mm. the desires yeah right yeah. you get that little ting
Your will and your desire is to please him. He knows that. Yeah. 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 So e even as you're... He's already pleased before you've even chosen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even as you're dwelling on some of the stuff that we're seeing tonight, you're, you're coming into more of an awareness. Hang on, me and Jesus are far closer than I thought. Yeah. And then it's, so then it's less this idea of like, God in heaven, please show me the right way. I don't know which way to go. It's more like, hang on a second, hasn't he given me his heart? Isn't he yeah, living right. through me? Yeah, and so right. then it becomes... As long as your heart is pure if and you're, you're, and you're like confident in your identity, then you'd know whichever one your heart desires is actually the right choice. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, but is that sinful to feel that way about the... Like, yeah, because that's, really that's, that's where we get caught. We get yeah. caught in that travel. I might not make the, the full-on correct right decision right now and we get paralyzed from the choices in front of us. And we're like, I don't know what to do. But the thing is, the more you just believe and receive the fact that, no, no, me and him are one and I actually feel more of a peace towards this house, so I'm just going to mm -hmm. go that way. And look, sure, at the last minute, he can intervene with his spirit and say, no, 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 it's actually this one. You're like, okay, yeah. cool, I'll go this one then. Yeah, but then exactly. if that doesn't happen, then you just make the decision yourself, knowing that, yeah, because you're believing, just like Ben was saying, the only work you ever have to do is belief, right? Yeah. Belief in the fact that he's in you and you're in him, all these things that, that have been done for you. And so out of that place, you, you make a decision and you go, I believe this is the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And th this will help as well. I really like this sentence. God doesn't have a, no, God has a purpose for your life, not necessarily a plan, but he's got heaps of different plans to get you to that one purpose. Right. So as long as you, you stay in him, that, that's the only issue, yeah. like staying in him. If you leave, leave him, you can that's, walk up and down any other different path. Purpose. Yeah, he'll, he'll find a way to get you there. He's yeah, God, right. you know what I mean? Like you can buy this house or that house, it doesn't really matter. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Like uh, uh, you can go study this, you can go study this, it's up to you. Yeah. He wants you to make the decision. He likes that you get to choose. He wants to know your heart. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? All these, all these things come into it. I, I think it's, it, there's lots of different factors involved in this, this sort of stuff. But overall, like he's in you and just follow your heart. As like American dream lame as that sounds, <laughs> like follow your heart, man. But like... Yeah. yeah, his heart is... His heart's in your heart, so you're following his heart by... Yeah, do you know what I mean? In yeah. faith, though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're believing that... Yeah, anyway, hope that makes sense. Yeah. Kathy. I was going to just say this later when the Leicester session ended, but it seems to fit in so perfectly with what we're cool, talking cool. about. Um, Jules, you all know Jules, don't yeah. you, from Harvest Time? Yeah. He has a gentleman called Chris Miller or something like Millen. Millen, yeah. thank you, over from South Africa. And he's running a, sem a seminar um, which falls exactly into this because his whole um, thing that he wanted to talk about is the ask and you shall receive, the seek and you shall find, and the knock and the door, the door will be answered. Nice. And he's actually talking on that whole series um, in a couple of weeks. Mm. So if you're interested...
seeking God and go actually seeking his word that actually get to go into the outer court, which inner court, which is where the priests go. Mm. And then um, and then once you've done all the seeking and you've actually realised that you're actually seeking his word and you're so in depth that you actually come to the realisation that Jesus tore the veil and we oh. had the door and we always knocked. And he said that we get in Revelations there's something about receiving the keys of heaven and the key that we've all received because of Jesus are the keys to the door of the holy holy and that we're actually already there. Oh baby. <laughs> and no, the doors are opening. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not only just the knocking, it's actually, they're actually open there. And it's only when you realise that you go from the ask and you shall receive to the actual seeking and you will find, and the seeking of course is in the word and in Jesus and in quiet time with him, that you come to the realisation that I love it, so that's why I'm repeating it. Yeah, so good. And the and, and the doors are there open. How good's that? So cool. And that's, and that's what he's doing his session on, and it's going to be a Thursday night, a Friday night, and I think a Saturday. So that's, that's nice. in a couple of weeks. So it'll be um, posted up on worship, but start planning if you want to be it's there. It's 14th to the 16th reception. Thank you, darling. I, I, I must have been whirling with all this information I didn't hear the dates. <laughs> so good. Thanks, Kathy. All right, we should um, try and get back to this because I'm about 10% through my talk. No, I'm just kidding. 20. Like, if you're going to go by points, I'm actually like, yeah, I'm 20% through. Um, I'll skip a lot, don't worry. Um, okay, verse 1 and 2 again from Colossians 3. If then you've been raised with Christ, seek. Hey, how cool is that? Seek. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Seek the treasures of heaven, guys. Seek heavenly things. Seek greatness in heaven. Seek life in heaven. Guys, sorry. Um, seek heaven's atmosphere on earth. Seek God's will on earth in every way. Live a heavenly lifestyle. This, this is like the, the practical. This is what you do about who you are. Does that make sense? This is how you think in your mind. Instead of like creating earthly goals that might seem amazing on earth, how about you create heavenly goals that are outside of the earth and make you look ridiculous to everyone who, who talks to you? <laughs> That's see seeking heaven, seeking infinitely. Because <laughs> you, you don't, everyone else in this world lives by the rules of this world. You don't. You don't live in this world. You're outside of this world. Does that make sense? We, we think so earthly. We barely even think earthly. Like the people that are around us that are living on earth <laughs> and earth is all they have, they're setting way bigger goals than us. They're, they're doing way more with their time and their energy and their money and their resources. And we have heaven. You know what I mean? It's silly. Um, why settle for things of this world when we, when we have all of heaven given to us? Seek those things and the earth things will just be added to you. So Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, all the provision of God will just be added to you. You don't have to seek them at all. See, the, the, the world seeks after these things. Money, provision, clothing, food, all these things, seeking after it. You don't have to do that. You've already been promised by your Father, very simply, you just seek first the kingdom of God in everything that you do, and it will be added to you. See, the, the, the physical comes just as a bonus. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're seeking after spiritual things. God's like, yeah, I'll, I'll fulfill your, your physical needs while you do that. <laughs> um, heaven is your current reality. And you need to see that. You need to live from heaven. 
See, the original reason why I started this talk, remember? How do we keep consistently, day by day, walking in this stuff? It's by setting your mind on things above. That's it. My big idea for tonight is walk consistently every day in faith by setting your mind on heavenly things. Your mind. It's, it's an intentional setting of the thoughts in your, in your head on the things above. So the next little bit, um, verse 2. Set your mind... Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things on, that are on earth. Now, you will find when you get caught in that just like natural default rhythm of life, you're thinking about earthly things. <clears throat> That's the issue. You're, it's, it's, it's become a habit. You've lived your whole life like that. And your, your brain has these habits set, set into it. Your mind has these habits set into it that as I go through life and I have to do these things, I'm going to be thinking about this. So this is, this, is what, this is the main practical advice for tonight. Catch yourself in those moments and then count five, four, three, two, one, and then go into heaven. So that's what this verse is saying. Set your mind not on the things of the earth, but on the things of heaven. Catch yourself and go, oh, I'm thinking earthly. Damn it. How do I get back here again? Oh, well, five, four, three, two, one. I'm in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, surrounded by you. I'm seated with you. Everything's been given to me. I don't have to strive for anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about anything. This has all been settled. That thing that's been coming against me today, holy crap, that thing is so far below me, it's ridiculous. Even the devil. <coughs> the devil is so far below. If you're in heaven, if you're in heaven, where's the, where's the devil? Under your feet. <laughs> Why? Because we're the body of Christ. And all the powers were subjected and put underneath Christ. <laughs> Boom! He steps on his head. Why? Because we're the body of Christ. He sends the command and we do it. <laughs> the head, Christ, sends the command and we go, Boom! Step on the devil's head. Why? Because you were living from heaven. You got that. You got the perspective. Oh, the enemy's below me. Infinitely below me. He's trying to make me think he's on my left. No, he's trying to make me think he's above me. See, physical, natural, like conservative churches, Christians, they go, the devil's above me. If the devil, if the devil shows up in a place that someone manifests, we freak out and run away. We go, oh, it's the devil. And you've got Christ in you. How, how he got us to think this way is impressive. I'll be honest with you. He's a master of lies and tricks to be able to get people who actually have Christ in them to think that this devil is above us. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Ant. <laughs> okay, then there's another level up. So then there's Christians who go, hang on a second, we know about spiritual warfare. We know about angels. We know about faith. We know about spiritual gifts. We know about declaring and sowing and reaping and all these things, right? That's at the second level. There's three levels, right? And the, but if you do that, you're just on par with the devil. You know what I mean? but you need to understand you are in heaven. So the level that you set your mind on, that's what you're going to live out of because that's who you think that you are. Mm. You know what I mean? The level that you set your mind on yeah. is where you're going to live out of because that's who you think that you are. If you think you're just a physical Christian waiting for the spiritual God who lives far, far, far away in heaven coming to pick you up one day and save you from this hell, hell on earth, well, then you're going to live that way. 
But if you, if you live in this place of, no, 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 constant spiritual warfare, the devil's winning one, no, now we're winning one, back and forth, back and forth, forever, forever. Well, then you can live like that too. But if you live from heaven, then that stuff can't even touch you. It's ridiculous to even think, like 1 John 5, it says, the devil touches him not, talking about you. The devil can't touch you. Do you know why he does? Because you believe he can. Do you know why you believe he can? He be you believe he can? It's because you've experienced it and you've heard stories and you let it become really big in your heart and the natural's built up more and more and more. But it's always like this, guys. Spiritual. Dominates the natural. Dominates the physical. You're up here. You just think you're down here. So set your mind up here. Set your thoughts up here. Break the habit. Break the natural. Break the physical. Set your mind up here. Start thinking about these things. Oh, I'm going to live forever with Jesus. There's not going to be any sickness up there. No pain. There's not going to be any worry or fear or doubt. Concern that I'm not measuring up to like everyone else. Up here. Okay. Yeah, I heard this story today. Um, I was listening to like a little motivational talk or something on YouTube. And there was this lady saying that um, she was like talking about how you, can, how you can snap your mind out of worry and fear and doubt and that sort of stuff. And she was saying one of the most helpful things you can do is go five, four, three, two, one, and then you swap. And she said there was something scientific about the numbers that actually allowed your mind to kick over from one thing to another. You actually counted it down and you go, I was that and now I'm thinking this. And it actually helps your mind to just go, oh yeah, that's, that's right, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So practically, if you catch yourself in that, that physical, just natural, whatever mindset, count down five, four, three, two, one, heaven. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, it works. Um, Jesus. Now, there's no shortcuts to living like Jesus. So if, if you want to live like Jesus, then you're going to have to do what he did. And he, he did this. He intentionally set his mind on heaven. Um, it would have been a daily thing for him. It would have been a habitual thing for him. Um, you can see that... Um, yeah, he would have woken up every day and decided, mind, heaven. Oh, who am I again? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm living a human experience, a physical experience on this earth, but who I actually am is the Son of God sent down from heaven by my Father to do what he said, to love people, to point them back to him. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's heavenly thinking. Um, mm, mm, mm. He, he would have, the thing is, he would have faced worldly thoughts just like you did too. But he would have had the perspective to be able to go, no, 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 no hang on a second, heaven. He might have even been pulled into them at some point. I'm not saying he, he was like, had a perfect stream of just like pure heavenly thoughts. I think he would have chosen it because he lived just like us. You know what I mean? But he made a decision. He made a habit out of setting his mind on the things that are above, not on the things of earth. Even as you're doing earthly things, you can do them in a heavenly way, with a heavenly perspective. You know what I mean? You can actually redeem your normal everyday daily life, just the, the menial, the, 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 the trivial tasks. You can make them heavenly things. 
because everything on, in the physical reflects a heavenly reality. All of it's a type and shadow of what's actually in the heavenly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll talk about one, more of that in a second. Um, all those examples I mentioned before of like, you know, joining the gym, trying to start eat healthy, and then, you know, all these things, not speeding in your car. Um, <laughs> do you know what happened? Because I've gone through all of them multiple times. If you, watch, if you looked at my um, gym membership over the past, let's say, seven years, it'd be like, joined, left, joined, left, joined, <laughs> left, joined, left, joined, left, joined, left, joined. That's what it would look like. <laughs> lots of different gyms for lots of different time periods. And you know what happened? I would have gone... I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna join, I'm gonna get fit, I'm gonna get healthy, I'm gonna get stronger. Yes, it's gonna be so good. And I would go and I'd do that for ages. And then I'd be like, oh, you know what? I just don't know if I wanna do this anymore. And then what happened was my mind, because I, I had to live authentic to myself, right? I always had to live authentic to myself. So at the, at the beginning, I had an identity of myself that was, I'm gonna be someone who does this. But when I started to get over and get drained, I changed my perspective on the gym and go, you know what, it's actually not for me. I want to start investing that time into other things. It's just, it's taking too much time, taking too much money because you always have to defend what you're doing because you need to live authentic to how you view yourself up here. Does that make sense? Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to start condemning yourself and that doesn't, doesn't feel nice at all. You, you'll change your thinking, you'll change your focus to defend your life. You know what I'm saying? You, it, it, it changes because like I went to the gym 2015, I was like really into it for like two months. I went every day at 5 a.m. for two months. I was going, I was like an hour and a half each day. I was going crazy, right? Then two months hit and I just stopped and I gave up. And what actually happened was my conversation, my thoughts, they followed my, my, my behavior, they defended my behavior. At first I was like, I'm gonna do it. And then two months later I was like, you know what? I don't think it's worth it anymore. It's just not a passion of mine. I actually wanna like, I'm more passionate about, you know, other things. Just start defending it, you know what I mean? But I just gave up. I lost focus. That's what it was. There's no self-defense in that. Just call it what it is. I quit. I could have kept going, but I didn't. And I started to defend my reality. And that's not cool. I should have stuck to my guns. Kept going. And that's what happens with Jesus sometimes too. You know? Little folding of the hands. Poverty comes upon you. That's the proverb, right? Little folding of the hands, um, laziness starts to come upon you. Little folding of the hands, and just slowly, just slowly, just slowly, your mindset starts to change, and you you lose your focus, and all of a sudden you look back at yourself six months. And you go, man, I was like, I was way on more on fire for God back then. What the heck happened? You just lost focus. But it's that's, that's such a good thing to hear as well because you go, oh, all I gotta do is set my focus back on heaven. That's it. What is the work that God requires? To believe in the one he has sent. You don't have to backtrack all these months to try and get back to where you were. You can do it in a moment. That's the best thing. It's, it's actually simple. You know what I'm saying? Um, set your focus on heaven. Um, sometimes this happens as well. <clears throat> when we give up, when we, when we fall short, when we lose focus, people start, you know, going out and getting drunk, even though they're Christian. And then their, their thoughts and their, and their words start defending their actions. They go, well, it's just like it helps me to relax or it helps me to like unwind. It's just my thing. I, I need it at the moment. 
and like, see, see, you you started speaking that way because you wanted to keep Jesus and go against him at the same time, and so you developed a mindset that lets you have both, but such a thing doesn't exist. Do you know what I mean? You actually threw away Jesus when you, when you did that, or when you start like outbursts of anger and you start defending it. Well, they did this. Well, I've gone through this. You don't understand. <laughs> That mindset, that perspective, now it's now defending your actions. That's not cool either though. Or, this is one for me, being late. Oh, I just not enough time in the day, like not enough hours. I work so, I've been up since oh, five, like traffic, like no. I just didn't value being here on time. That's the truth. If I value being here on time, I would have been here on time. Um, I actually heard a story once where there's, there was this like, professor taking this uh, uni course and he got everyone in the class to stand up if they were more than 10 minutes late to the class and two people stood up and he, he asked them both why were you guys late and they said um, the traffic getting here was just you know it was ridiculous like I just had a really busy morning all the things that people say right and then he goes yeah but you've come to this uni before, haven't you? And they go, yeah. And he, go, and he goes, well, then you knew the traffic was probably gonna be how it was. Like, and you know, your you know the general schedule of your life, the business of your life, so why are you late? And they go, oh, I just, I'm just not good, not good at being late and da 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 da. And was, he, he started to break down all their excuses and eventually he got them to admit they don't value being on time. But we, we <laughs> and that's the truth. When someone's late, they don't value being on time, but they dress it up with language that's socially acceptable. Oh, there's not enough hours in the day. Oh, you know, having, having kids is so hard. Or like work's just, you know, like it's really intense at the moment. So you're trying to defend, try and justify it, exactly right. Try and justify it. And the truth is you don't value it. But no one's okay with saying that. <laughs> um, I just thought that was really cool. The guy just got them to admit that. Because <laughs> that's actually the, you know, the core of it. Um, or like, okay, for example, Christians that start swearing and they go, well, it's technically not in the Bible. Like, I feel like it's fine to, you know, to say this word, but not that word. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, the point is that you're quitting. The point is that you're losing focus. And the point is that you, you will use language and mindsets to help defend and justify yourself. And that's not cool. Keep focus. Keep heaven. Heaven. Mind, heaven. Heaven, mind. Heaven, mind. Mind, heaven. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, just for time's sake, I'm going to skip over a lot. Um, Jesus, Jesus. Okay. I want to read the whole passage, but, you know, not enough time in the day, right? <laughs> Such a hypocrite. Um, okay, the next little bit just talks about putting to death your, like, things that, are in, that you find within you that are earthly. Because when you find those desires and those things in you that are earthly, that are like, it says sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth and lying. I love how you just list it out. It's like these things, <laughs> so helpful. Uh, otherwise we try and find a way around it. He's like, no, no, it's this, stop doing it. Um, when you find those things, just to quickly sum up my third point, put the, it, says, it says the language, put them, to death, put them to death. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
See, that, that's a heavy line. You, don't, you can't really get heavier. Okay, imagine you're in court and you, know, you were like being uh, accused of something and the judge said their final line, if they said, put them to death, talking about you, that would be the heaviest thing that judge could say. The death penalty, right? Luckily, we don't have it here. But in some countries, they do. <laughs> Put them to death. It's a harsh, violent, volitional, intentional decision. Those things you find in the, within you, those desires you have within you, you're probably too loose with them. You probably make excuses for them if, the, if you do find them. You probably make excuses for them. You probably try and justify yourself. You probably just let, you know, let a little bit in. That's not putting it to death. Putting it to death is going, that's not me. And like intentionally cutting it off. In your mind, you make a decision. That is not who I am. And then if, and if, you, if, you, if you say that rather than, oh, I shouldn't be doing. So you always say, that's not who I am rather than I shouldn't be doing. Because if you say I shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. now you're not measuring up to a standard that you set yourself and you'll be condemned. But if you say, that's not who I am, then that thing cannot possibly be in your life because now, you know, now your image of yourself is holiness, is God, is, is Christ in you, is you in heaven. And from that place, your life will flow. Don't say, oh, I shouldn't be doing. Say, that's not who I am. And you cut it. You make a decision. Cut me that. Cut death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next little bit goes on to say, um, from verse 12 onwards, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, see identity, see, 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 put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. And so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So he's going through practical this is what it looks like for you to live out your life. Like if you don't know what to do after this talk, just spend a couple of days reading 12 and from verse 12 to verse 15. This is what you do. Above all else, put on love. Put it on. It's like, it's like, like literally the, the, the language here is putting on clothing. So when you wake up in the morning, you have a shower and you put on clothing. You make a decision. I'm going to put this on today. That's the, that's the language it's using for this stuff here. Put on love, put on compassion, put on humility, wear it. <laughs> See how it becomes part of you? You know what I mean? The reason you put it on is because in the spirit, it's already on. But in the physical, you need to make a decision. No, no, this is who I am. See, but it's by faith, you're, just, you're saying, that's who I am, setting your mind on things above. <laughs> and you make a decision, love. Compassion, humility, putting it on. You start practicing it. Yeah, anyway, you guys, guys get what I'm saying. Okay, last point. Let's finish it up and then we'll hear from Nick. Yay, Jesus. Okay, um, point number five, even though I skipped over three and four. Redeem everything, sorry, redeem every day and everything for heaven. So verse 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
Now, first little bit. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. So Jesus talks about this um, in his life. He goes, um, my word could not find a place in their hearts. Talking about, I think it's the Pharisees. So it's like the word comes in the ears. It goes in into the body. It's looking for a place to say, it's not welcome there. And so it leaves. <laughs> That's the imagery of it. So let the word of Christ dwell, abide, live in you. So the word of Christ, this word right here, should be going over and over and over in your mind, in your heart. Let it, let, it, let, it, let it dwell in your heart. Let it live there. It's yours. It's who you are. You know what I mean? Plug into the audio Bible. Read, read the actual Bible. Read it out loud. Listen to sermons. Listen to worship music. Let the Word of Christ come in and dwell in you. Let it live in you. Learn from it. Dwell on it. Think about it. Um, let it live in you. Let it echo. Receive it and give it a really nice home. That's what it's talking about. Make, make it a nice bed for it. Like, welcome it in. Come in, Word of Christ. Dwell, in, <laughs> dwell here. Um, and that last little bit, verse 17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. That means that tomorrow when you go to uni, or tomorrow when you go to work, or tomorrow when you do whatever you're doing tomorrow, you can take that practice, take that daily thing that you got to do and turn it into a spiritual act of worship and something that reminds you of who you are. And how you do that is, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So you can turn work tomorrow into, Father, thank you so much for my job. Father, thank you for my family. Thank you, thank you. I know you can't be thinking about that all the time, but let it, let it just be there as a constant thing. And then you know, you know what you're doing? You're setting your mind on heaven. And you'll be consistent. You'll have, if your mind's in heaven, like you, you guys understand, right? That's the key. Imagine if your mind was in heaven every single day. That's, that's it. It's done. You're going to start living like Jesus through that. But the, your, the natural word is going to try and pull you back away into its natural way of thinking. Five, four, three, two, one, heaven. In everything that you do, set your mind on heaven and give thanks to God through Jesus for everything. Every word you speak, it says, and every deed that you do. Every single thing. Do it in the name of the Lord. Go to work in the name of the Lord. Love your family in the name of the Lord. Cook dinner in the name of the Lord. Sweep the floor in the name of the Lord. Vacuum in the name of the Lord. Make your bed. Feed your mice. Cross the road. <laughs> what else? What else is like you think is not spiritual? What actually is? Um, what's the most menial task you can think of right now? Undo the dishwasher. Undo the dishwasher <laughs> in the name of undo. Is that the word? <laughs> Empty the dishwasher. Yeah, man. It's not even a question. I yeah. don't know why I feel it's not a question. It's more just like a where I'm at with this stuff is. Yeah, bro. The I used to find it so easy to. I not like I do find it easy to like relate like my identity to being Christ. It's like yeah, of course it's my identity. Of course I'm right, you know all that stuff. Yeah. But then the Lord took me through this season of I didn't actually understand the magnitude of what it means to be Christ-like. Whoa. I didn't actually understand the magnitude of what what His life was and and what it meant to to die on a cross mm. for the for the people who hated Him. Mm. 
like and to be that kind of love and then the Bible and then once I got that sort of revelation I was like holy smokes Jesus is legit like there is no one well yeah he is it is it is too much like it and and like that's an awesome revelation to have but then now when I read stuff like this to be honest I find like a war inside me because beforehand I was like oh I'm Christ like yeah yeah, yeah. but now it's like you can't possibly say that yeah it's It's almost rude isn't it I find it hard like I to be honest there's like a war inside me and it's like hard for me to speak to it yeah because I'm like Jesus you cannot I know I know a bit more now of what you're actually like yeah than I did before I thought it just meant having joy and not doing drugs (laughs) 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 living sanctified was to me now yeah living sanctified is laying your life down at every moment every day and never ever thinking for yourself it is it's impossible but it's not (laughs) but you know how good's that I just want to express my yeah yeah struggle as well like it is hard for me to submit to it but then I just read it over and over again I'm like but it's your word yeah that's what it says I just gotta sort of deal with it yeah and that's it right you sort of just go Lord I don't fully it's sort of a bit like mind you gotta sort of put the mind aside for it and be like I don't fully get this like is, is this right I'm sort of like walking through oh dude head. 100% like I, I don't fully get this God and I actually can't even imagine you would call me this yeah that I would be hidden in Christ that it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me yeah that you're actually living your life through me now and it's you living I'm not me yeah and so I've got to sort of put my mind aside and be like, I'm just going to sort of suck it up and deal with it and just be like a little child and be like, okay. Lord, if that's yeah. what you say, so be it. That's it. Well, that's right. Yeah, faith. 100%. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we talked about this last week. A, a little child, when you tell them something exciting, they don't go, how's that going to happen? They go, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I suppose there's a thought, that instant thought as well, being like, man, I can't. Like, I know I'm, I'm a whole lot more sanctified than I was before, but... I think about his life and I'm and that my instant thought isn't the yeah. faith going no. you know I'm going to receive this like a child and be yeah. like I can lay down like I Christ will live through me and lay down my life for the people who may rape my family or because yeah. I know those stories and they're real yeah. and I know people who have been through stuff like that and, and to then still love them and forgive them and, yeah. and to die for them yeah. the most like you know so it's a faith thing because I find my thought instantly going but I, like, instead of thinking, okay, identity, like this is who I am, I just instead of think, oh, that is just too crazy. Yeah. And you were just too incredible. Yeah. And, and like, the butt is your life experience. And the butt yeah. is your life experience. Exactly. And, and that sort of way of the world. Yeah. As yeah. Well. I, I've, I'm really glad that you said this actually because um, I've, I've heard, I don't know who t- said this before, but someone said, if if your preaching of the gospel doesn't hinge on fairy tale then you're not preaching the gospel wow if you're not preaching it to the point where it's like that sounds so utterly ridiculous that it's almost laughable then that's not the gospel wow you know what i mean the battle the battle of this life it's exactly what you said is that battle that you got is you're going in your head right now is belief yeah that's it i said it a few times tonight what's the work that god requires to believe in the one he has sent that's actually very hard to do you know what I mean? 
It sounds simple, and in a sense, it is very simple. A child can do it like that. Yeah. But we find it hard because we want to know, we, we just go, but I've seen so much, but I've experienced so much, and you're just too amazing, and all this sort of stuff. All, all that stuff trying to make us, tries, tries to make us not believe, gets in the way, and tries, to, and tries to rob you of what's yours, because belief is the yeah. only way that you can ever receive it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I really appreciate you saying that, because if I just say, you know, your life is hidden with Christ, guys. Guys, isn't that amazing? And you don't know who Christ is? It's not amazing at all. Exactly. It's just like, the challenge is to again. grow in revelation of what Jesus is actually like. Yeah. If you can grow in that revelation and also grow in the revelation of just simple childlike faith, of mm. believing that that's who lives in you now, Yeah. you'll have a bunch of world changes. That's it. But if people don't actually grasp the life of Christ, like no. he's a happy dude. Yeah. yeah. If you... death too, because he's dead actually gives you that revelation of what he did yeah. so that he could live in us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's so just crazy. Balance, but also the daily bread thing, it's like, I don't think we're supposed, you know, like, sometimes it's hard to believe in the big picture. So it's like every day, if you just the get that bit, that every day, just to keep going. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, if you're looking at Jesus' life and you go, it's pretty achievable, <laughs> you're just not seeing it. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> if you can picture how you're going to get there, you are totally not seeing it right. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to go, I have yeah, zero I idea it. how I can get I there. Like I'm in a good place. But Dude, it's, it's like right. Thing, you know, just yeah. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But that's actually really cool. Yeah. To know that you're, you, he's pushing you yeah. through. Yeah, 100%. That's actually cool. Yeah, because that's, that's how you're being transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Him like, you thought six months ago, Jesus was like, that you were like, oh, I'm, I'm one with Christ. Like, my, Christ is my identity, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Jesus is like, that's good how you've started, but you're not clearly seeing me yet. So I've got to show you that first, yeah, and then I've got to get you to come back yeah, over yeah, here and go, yeah. that's who I am. And then you're going to be transformed even more by that because you're going to be aware of who he is and what he's done and da 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 da. It's just, yeah, yeah. C- coming into an acknowledgement and awareness of what he's done, really like uh, being aware of that just brings so much transformation. You can't not be transformed if you receive it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chris, that was talking last night, he pointed out that some people get it like that. Yeah. And you just go, oh, why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then there's others who have a journey. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the, the Everyone's got a journey. 100%. <laughs> ben, what were you going to say? It's literally what you were saying before the thing that Andrew's popping on when you're like, our whole thing is <laughs> seeing what he did. Yeah. It's like you watch it, it's like you're on this big, like, adventure, like, some hectic waterfall or something with Jesus and then you see him do the next bit and you're like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and he's like now you go and you're like no no yeah. Yeah. and he's like no 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 I'll do it and by grace he like brings you there and then you're like and you do it and you're like oh my goodness yeah. yes and then he goes the next bit and then he takes the yeah. Yeah. yeah 100% yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I remember I preached on I think it was week uh, 14 and I, the, of teaching tonight, it was called Made Righteous. And pretty much like 75% of that talk was talking about how ridiculous the idea is that God would call us righteous. Yeah. You have to start there. Or if you say, oh, I'm, I'm righteous in God's sight, it means nothing. Because you don't understand how ridiculous righteousness is <laughs> and how unrighteous yeah. we are without Him. Yeah. That's why you have to start. You have to, you have to see the Old Testament like the, the depth and the horror and the disgustingness of it to really grasp 
the depth of the New Testament and what he did. Do you know what I mean? You know, it really, you go, man, I was so lost. And he calls me, like when, when I hear stuff like blameless and like that's talking about me, I'm like, you don't get it, God. Like I've done so much crap. And he's just like, no, you don't get it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like it's just we're coming into awareness of just like, yeah, who he is, what he's done, who he is in you. But having that depth of understanding that it's very inappropriate. That's the thing. The gospel is very, it's very offensive, very inappropriate to say that like a rapist could be saved like that is very offensive to people. Like understandably, you know what I mean? Because we want justice and God wants justice too. That's where justice comes from. But that is the depth of his love. And like even Jesus going, going to the cross, Father, forgive them. Like, that that that's something, that's something that just blows my mind. He's being spat on, spat upon like by the people he's trying to save. He's done nothing but preach good news and heal people for three yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he and he's just like Father, forgive them. He's not even thinking about himself at that moment. That just blows my mind. And he goes, Yeah, you're like that. And we're just like, because we're in him and he's in us. You know what I mean? All that sort of stuff. Like it just. It's, it's supposed to blow your mind. You know what I mean? That's why it's good news. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why Paul gets so furious in the Galatians letter. Because he's like, you started well, you believed my message, but then you started to behave in order to keep being in that message, right? And that means you ruined the entire thing. You took Jesus' cross, you spat on it, and you chucked it away and said, no, I got this. That's, that's religion. That's just the most disgusting thing on this earth. You've taken perfect love and you go, no, I can do better than that. That's what religion does. You know what I mean? You're trying to behave to get these things. You're supposed to rest. You're supposed to praise your way into, <laughs> like, in, into more of God because it's just becoming aware of it by grace, through faith, mm. that you're saved. But also by knowing Jesus. that Jesus is rising from the dead is through that cloak of um, purity over us. Yeah. yeah. And that we have to see ourselves that way as well. Oh, 100%. I think it's like that thing you were talking about last week with, like, when you tell a kid and they go, wow, but we go, how? Yeah. My mind is so how. I'm just like... Yeah, I'm such a houseman. Like, I'm like, but you don't, like... Yeah. Can, did you know what I did just then? Like, yeah. Like, just how? Like, can you... And I have a desire. I've always had a desire for understanding things. Yes. Yeah. So when I can't understand, like, him calling me these things, I just get a little bit stuck. Like, yeah. what do you mean, though? Because that's not real. Like, I'm not... That's not what I see. This is not what's, like, yeah. happening. And yeah. I'll try, but it's like, and yeah. I need the answer, but mm. yeah. Mm. Totally. <sighs> it's such a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like when, when um, God called Israel out of Egypt, at that point, he gave them the promised land. Now, were they in it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, only a couple of people believe that, by the way. Only Moses, yeah. Joshua, Caleb, I think it is. Everyone else goes, no, there's giants there, guys. There's giants there. We can't go in there. They're going to kill us. You know what I mean? The area where they were for the seven years that they went around, what was it? Seven, seven days. Four, but it's no, 40, years in the, the 40 years in the desert. 40 yeah. years in the desert, yeah. It was like only if, like, yeah. 11 days journey. Very far. Yeah. It's so short. they couldn't see because they were blind. Yeah. God kept them in the desert because they didn't believe. Yeah. He was actually waiting for the people, the older people to die off because they didn't believe and he wanted those who believed to come into his kingdom, which he'd already given them, but they couldn't take it because they didn't believe. And it says in Hebrews 4, reflecting on that whole story, 
the whole message was completely useless to them because they didn't combine it with their faith. And they would have seen amazing miracles. Exactly the point. They saw the sea go like this and they're like, no, nah, there's no way we can go into this land. They <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, like, that's the exact same thing that we've got to do. We've got to understand the promised land is ours. The identity of heaven is ours. We are there now. You don't see it. I get that. But the more you see it through faith, the more it will manifest here. And that will grow That'll grow and encourage your faith even more because you go, it is real. It is real. It is real. I'm seeing fruit from it. I'm seeing fruit from it. It's changing people's lives. Faith grows in more and more and more. Wow. You know what I mean? But yeah, Kathy. And if you ask God, he will actually show you. 100%. If He's you a good ask dad. Him, That's it. And that's another belief. That's another thing that's really Yeah. That's it. That's why it's, that's why it's all faith. It's all faith. Faith's going to pass away, guys. Like, this is the time for faith. In heaven, there's no need for it because you're going to see it. But right now, this is where you need it. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> We're going to see it. But first you believe, then you see. That's the gospel. You know what I mean? Anyway, I've rambled on for a while. But hopefully... The key that you guys get from, I know this was a lot of stuff in this talk tonight, but the key is that you learn how to set your mind in heaven. You guys got that right. Set your mind in heaven. That's your reality. And I want you guys to have that as your takeaway. Um, I might ask you to do it. No, I won't ask you to do this. Um, I was going to do like a practical exercise, but I don't have time. But the practical thing to take away is five, four, three, two, one, heaven. Catch, catch yourself in those natural thoughts. Catch yourself in the negative thoughts and go, oh, frick, sorry, heaven. Five, three, two, one, heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do that. Make that a habit daily. And then, obviously, heaven's going to flow out of that place because that's, yeah, that's how you're viewing life. Any questions? Any thoughts? Jesus? <laughs> Lots of thoughts. I know, seriously. So good. Um, yeah, Jesus. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Peace, love. Mm. Yay. Mm.